Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez Billingsley. It is officially autumn, ladies and gentlemen. That means pumpkin everything. Pumpkin Oreos, pumpkin spice lattes, pumpkin clothing. Anything pumpkin is out there in this season. And I'm just going to be the first to tell you, pumpkin is nasty. And I don't know if you ever had it, but people talk about this pumpkin spice cream coffee and pumpkin is like nah I'm, I'm good but i did try some pumpkin froyo though some prump, pumpkin frozen yogurt and i'm here to tell you it's good <laughs> so you know so if you can make your way over to froyo get you some pumpkin latte i don't know what the stuff called whatever it's pumpkin just you know eat at your own risk i'll say that but I thank everybody for tuning in to another episode of Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. As you know, November 8th, Tuesday, November 8th is election day. That means go to the polls and vote. Vote in our new president of the United States of America. I know what you're thinking, Brother Martinez. We don't have much of a choice. I mean, you got these two candidates here, and, and you know what? I don't. I'm not. I'm not really feeling it this year. You know what? I feel you. I understand exactly how you feel. So on this podcast, what I want to deal with is I want to deal with our position in the election. What what does God call us to do during this election? Even though we may see some candidates that we candidates that we don't agree with, you know. And if you are a believer, you shouldn't be uh, for a particular party anyway. You shouldn't be Republican, Democrat. You should be any kind of crap. A Republican. You should be. Uh, kingdom that's it that's all you should be is what does God say about the matter uh, you know you really should want just whoever God wants in the White House and one thing you have to understand is that no matter who gets in the White House it is your responsibility to pray for them and to respect them regardless of how you feel what their policies are whatever it don't matter so we're going to look at that I'm going to look exactly right at that as to what God wants us, wants us to do during this election. So if you can please turn to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. If you are reading out of another translation, it's all good. We will still end up in the same place. 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. It says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, ask God to help them. You hear that? Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Turn with me to first, uh, I'm sorry, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 21. So we just seen in First Timothy that God urges us to pray for everybody in positions of authority. And you know what? That means every position of authority. That means uh, your bosses at work, that means police officers. That means those who are in the military. That all, and that also includes our president of the United States and all those government officials. And the reason why he says do that is that so we, the people, can live a quiet and peaceable life. And I don't know about you, but I desire to live in peace. 
so you might be thinking, well, listen, I don't want to vote for Hillary because Hillary for abortion, and I'm not with that. I feel you. I'm not with abortion either. And you may be thinking, well, you know, Trump, you know, he he like a, a old, old racist, uh, blah, 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 whatever, and he's prideful and very opinionated and disrespectful to women and all this other stuff. Listen, I feel you on all of that too, but one of them going to have to get in office. So what we have to do is we have to pray. And for people who may be saying, listen, we've been saying we got to pray for all these years. Prayer don't work. No, the only reason you're saying that is because you don't pray. Either that or you don't know how to pray. Because for a person who knows how to pray, I've never said that. Prayer always works. It don't work when you want it to work. It works when you pray according to the word of God. Okay, Proverbs chapter 21. Let's look at that. Uh, hold on. Proverbs 21. Is this the one I want? Yeah, Proverbs chapter 21, look at verse 1. It says, The king's heart is like a stream of water directed by the Lord. He guides it wherever he pleases. Now, the King James Version says, um, The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. As the rivers of water, he he turneth it whithersoever he will. So what am I saying? That's stating this. Whether Donald Trump gets elected into office or whether Secretary Hillary Clinton gets elected into office. If they get into, excuse me, if they get into office with certain kind of, let's just say, demonic policies in their heart to try to legalize or to get passed in this nation, God says, according to Proverbs chapter 21, that their heart is in his hand and he can turn it whithersoever he wills. So just because they go in, because they can go both ways, they can go in um, saying they want to do this for these group of people or they want to do this for college students or they want to do this for, you know, whatever, whatever. And then once they get in the office, they don't do none of that. They may go in there and say, psych, I changed my mind. I don't want to do none of that. This is what we're going to do. So or it can go in that they're going in with certain um, negative things that we may deem that could be damaging to this nation. They can go in with those types, that type of mindset. And we can trust in Proverbs 21 and 1 that God has the heart in his hand. And I believe that as we read about in 1 Timothy chapter 2, that if we pray and intercede for those in positions of authority, it said that God will help them, then Proverbs 21 will kick in. And I believe God will do something with their heart and those things won't even pass. That's the type of mentality that we have to have. We can't have a defeated mentality. We can't have a beam me up mentality. A beam me up mentality is, oh, Lord, just take me now. I don't want to be here for this. No, no. You was born in the right time, in the right space, in the right year. You were supposed to be here in 2016. You are supposed to be here to witness this because God has placed something in us to handle these matters. So let's not get an attitude of, ah, man, I'm just ready to go and go to heaven, dude. I'm ready for the Lord to come back. You might not be ready for the Lord to come back. You think you are. But you may have some more stuff you need to get in line first. 
man, some more things that you need to get in, in order in your household first. God, you know, Jesus prayed in the book of John, I believe it was John chapter 16. He prayed for the disciples, ultimately the church. He said, Lord, I pray that you don't take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil. See, if it was meant for us just to go to heaven after we got saved, then as soon as we got saved, we just would have transitioned and went to heaven. No, God has placed something in us for this earth. You know, he's placed something in this earth. That's what Paul was saying to the, to the church. He was saying, I can either be with you or go on to be with the Lord. But I decided I want to stay here with you because it's more expedient. You need me here with you. It's not, you know, basically he's saying that I want to go be with the Lord because it's far better to be with him. But I need to be here with you because I have more that I need to impart into you. It's the same with us. We don't need to be in a rush to leave this earth. God has so many wonderful things that he wants us to experience and he wants us to help each other. There's a dying world out here who, do, who don't know God at all. And I'm praying that through my podcast and through the vision that God has given me, that I'm able to draw people to the body of Christ. I'm able to help people look at God in a different light according to the scriptures. That I can help take people's mind off of what their cousin said or what social media said or what someone who doesn't even know God said. And get them to focus on what the word of God says. That this Bible is true. That this Bible will work if you work it. That God is not a liar. That God will come through every time. That's what I want to pierce and get inside of people's hearts. In this culture, in this, in this world that we live in, in a, in, a, in a world where people are wanting to do away with God, I want to be one of the ones, because there are many of us, I want to be one of the ones, ones as part of that remnant that says, listen, you can go that way, but I'm going to go God's way. And I, I hope and pray that I can sway you to come God's way. Let's keep going. Um... Also, let's look at let's look at verse three in uh, Proverbs chapter 21, verse three. So it says, uh, let's start at verse one again. We'll read down to verse three. Uh, Proverbs 21, verse one through three. It says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord as the rivers of water. He turneth he turneth it with excuse me, whithersoever he will. Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. To do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. See, that's what the Lord wants. See, the Lord loves justice. You thought justice was just something that people screamed out when they seen police brutality. Oh, we seen racial profiling. No, justice is, is something that God wants. He doesn't just want it for one group or race of people. He wants it for all people. God sees all and knows all. Don't you ever forget that. So if you see something that happens... And we see it with our own eyes and the person doesn't get punished for We think that they're being let off. They are not being let off. God is doing something way bigger that you can't even see. And they have a conscience. Don't ever forget about that. They have to live with that. And I just pray to God that if they know if people are placed in positions and they do something wrong or racially profile somebody and in the natural they got away with it, I pray that they repent before God and come clean with what they know they did that was wrong. So for our, um, our prospective presidents, you know, whether the Secretary Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, we want them to do justice and, and have great discernment and great judgment. Uh, I was studying with my wife about uh, Solomon and how uh, I think it was 2 Kings, 1 uh, Kings or 2 Kings, 
uh, Solomon asked God for wisdom. He asked God for wisdom to be able to judge the people, to be able to rightly discern. He's basically he was a type of he was a type of president. He was like, yo, you gave me I have all these people. I'm a young guy. I don't really know how to discern. I don't know how to judge. So I asked you for wisdom to help me to do judgment fairly. Like he actually had a heart to not want to misjudge people he wanted to judge people righteously so he asked god for that wisdom and i'm praying that our next president will have that same judgment that they will have the wisdom of god working in them to make right choices and right decisions because as we read so that we may live a quiet and peaceable life and all godliness and honesty it has nothing to do with whether you like their personality or not Okay, because I'm be honest, I don't really care for neither one of them, but I respect their position. You know, so if either one of them get in that position, I got to respect it. You know, I mean, I don't know if people say they're going to run to Canada and all that, but when you go to Canada, they're going to have they gonna have a whole nother political field and a whole nother set of issues. So you might as well stick around, homegirl, homeboy, and, and just hang it out and believe God. Uh, go with me to um, Psalms 50. Psalms 50. Here we go. Psalms 50, verse 10. Very familiar passage. Psalms 50, verse 10. It says, For every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. This is God speaking. He says, for every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle on a thousand hills. So God owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he don't only own the cattle, he owns the hill too. So God owns it all. Don't forget that. There's no man that you can visibly see in this earth that created this earth. The one that created this earth, you can't see him. God has all power. Satan only has the power that he has. He only has the power that we allow, that we let him have by our actions and by the things that we do. But Jesus Jesus has all power. He says, all power has been given unto me. And he delegated that power to his church in his name. And we're supposed to move and operate as he intended us to. Go with me to Psalms 37. Let's keep going. Psalms 37. Psalms 37. Let's look at um verse 7. Psalms 37, verse 7. It says, Rest, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Read that in another translation. Let me read that in the um, the New Living Translation. Where are we at? Psalms 37, verse 7. It says, It says, Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. 
So whoever you may feel is evil, I'm not calling nobody evil, no man, no woman evil, but if their actions deem to be evil to you, God is saying, don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. He says, be still in his presence and wait patiently for him to what? To act. You can't control God's time. And God doesn't have time, number one. He's eternal. We live in a time-sensitive world. In eternity, there is no time. So when he says, wait patiently for him to act, that's exactly what you have to do. He doesn't move based off your dictates and based off what you want him to do. And that's how we get it messed up. We get twisted. Who's the creator and who's the creation? We're the creation. He's the creator. So when you believe in God for something, when you want God to move, you just simply offer up the prayer. You present it to him. He's going he's to take care of business. Has he ever failed? No. Ever. Never failed. He's going to come when, when, when you tell him to come. He's going to come when he knows it's necessary. But you just need to know he's going to come. He's going to show up. He's going to show up when it's necessary. But trust him. That's where trust comes in. That trust is trusting God is just like trusting in that chair's ability to support you. There's no, we have no signs, no evidence that God has ever failed man, period. So trusting him should be easy. Impossible. Let's go to um Proverbs chapter 29. Proverbs chapter 29. And let's look at verse 2. Just roll on. Mm. Yep. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2. It says, When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. <laughs> I'll read it again. When the godly are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked are in power, they groan. So, it says that when godly people are in authority or are in positions of power, those who put, who possess godliness, those who want to do what's right because it's right, people rejoice. People like seeing positive people. People get a kick out of positive people. People who are who want to encourage, people who want to lift up. People who don't want to bring nobody down. The Bible says people rejoice over that kind of leadership. You know, a leader, a leader raises up other leaders. A leader doesn't raise up followers. A true leader raises up other leaders. So, in the next verse, or the same verse, it said, But when the wicked are in power, the people grow. And that's what's going on. It's like, it's not gonna say it's not calling nobody wicked in particular, but maybe some things set in place that they want to do that's wicked. People are groaning. I haven't seen not really any people really during this election really rejoice. And that's just evidence of scripture because the two the candidates are not really saying anything that's causing people to go, wow, I can't wait till that happens. You know what I'm saying? So they're kind of groaning at things, but whether you groaning or you rejoicing, like we said earlier, we still have a, a Bible, a biblical mandate to pray for Donald Trump and for Secretary Hillary Clinton. Pray for them right now, not when it, November the 8th. Well, pray for them right now, and then when November the 8th comes, whoever gets elected, you got to pray for them, man. You got to. You got to. 
that heart is in God's hands. If you keep that in mind, you won't fear nothing. No matter what they say, no matter what they say they're going to do and all that and all that. If it's something that's evil and negative and, you know, we want to bring law and order back, all that. Nah, it ain't happening. And that's how you have to think. You have to think. We have to think kingdom minded. We have to think about what God says and, and trust God and believe him that he's going to carry out everything he says. So what I want you to do, I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to play some music. And I want you to meditate on what we just talked about. And I'll be right back. You listen to Macchiato's music in the scriptures. Concrete bricks, bulletproof. I'm so proud of these walls that I built to defend and protect this bold heart. This bold Marched into my home, not few big army with a weapon on your arm. Yes, you struck straight with your cold heart. Your cold heart. I'm like Nat, I'm like Nat. I'm a man of God, but where is Christ at? And even though my name is Nas, I am like Nat. Is this me declaring war, white flags? I now know why I was even born to strike back. A full moon up in the sky, that's a sign that It's time to get my liberation, the perfect configuration It's the birth of a nation, midwife black Mother, father, Caucasian, my blood Indian native So now I'm contemplative being like Nat About to show you what I'm made of, I'm what races are afraid of No mule in the 40 acres, and despite that Watch out for the traitors, and when they say make America great again Do they mean make us all slaves again? Don't be sidetracked Victim no more, depicted as a criminal, especially when you're poor. Why doesn't the government order capital punishment to officers who racial profile and put slugs in us? Makes me think they want us to stink on the brink of insanity. We screaming for justice, they send tanks, demanding me, demanding we protect the family. Anarchy, Ku Klux Klan and him demanding he damaged me. So my fantasy is every single one of us come against the evil divided people. It's common sense. The theory, I hope the whole world hear me no justice. So I became a revolutionary. No matter if you're red, white, black, if you want freedom, then we're all like men. No, we will never wave the white flag. The white flag. So you think I'm gonna run? It's time for a better America. They 
It's a little Nat Turner in every one of us No matter if you're red, white, black If you want freedom then we're all like Nat Let the spirit of Nat Turner live forever. Thank you. That was Nas <clears throat> with War. The that song was actually is actually on the Birth of a Nation soundtrack. Uh, if you haven't seen the Birth of a Nation, I'll encourage you go see it. Go see it powerful movie it's not your average slave movie um it's about nat turner if you don't know who nat turner is do your googles we'll talk about that another time but birth of a nation powerful movie once again that was nice the song was called war and uh, it's off the birth of a nation soundtrack but back to these elections election day once again is november the 8th tuesday november the 8th uh i stay i live here in missouri so uh, to register to vote, that deadline is is already passed. So if you ain't making in on this one, you got to make it in on the next one. But for all those who are registered to vote, uh, if you so desire, I encourage you to vote. I can't tell you who to vote for, but all I can do is point you to the book and show you... Um, what our responsibilities are and I just say vote your conscience you know and that's all I can tell you because like I said you know like I'll be having conversations with people saying man it's like you know we don't really have much of a choice with these you know it's like we have to choose you know the lessons of two the lesser of two of two evils or whatever like I always say no I'm not really obligated to choose no evil you know I don't want to pick any evil so it's not like it's just like people saying you know Big white lie and small lie, whatever. A lie is a lie, whether it's big or small. You know, so listen, pray, pray, pray. Pray, prayer does change things. Pray according to the word of God. And uh, I just prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts and our minds for the things that God is going to do in this upcoming election and within the next four years. And within, you know, this term, if Jesus should tarry um, and we're here throughout these four years for this uh, first term, um, you know, after this election, I just pray that it's one of the best, one of the, I guess, the, the one of the best terms a president has ever had within the last 10 years or within the last 20 years. Let's just start believing God just for stuff like that. Let's not get in the mindset of, oh, this is the end. Now, we are coming to the end, so, you know, I'll tell you that, but when it comes to stuff like this, Yo, man, just pray and let's just believe God for the best. He has not failed us, man. He hasn't. So God is is who you place your trust in. You don't place your trust in no president. And there's nothing a president can do for you that God can't do for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us. Isn't it evident how he took care of the children of Israel when there was a famine, there was no food? God dropped bread fresh fresh panera bread out the sky <laughs> and they ate it god 
fed prophets had a bird and 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 fed a prophet. Raven going bringing food to the prophet. Like God will use. God is the God of the impossible. And if I had time, I'll show you all over the word of God, how God is always taking care of his people. You can look at the Red Sea. When Moses was trying to cross and that water was right there, what did he do? He held out the staff and the sea split. That was a crisis because they couldn't go back. But... It's a revelation showing you that God is saying there is no there is there is no impossible situation that can be in your life that I can't get you out of. That's what that proved. The Red Sea, that was a miracle. There's so there's nothing impossible. Period. In life, there's nothing impossible. There's nothing that God can't do. Keep that in your mind and we will be successful. Trust God. I pray that you enjoyed this podcast, man. I was real passionate about this, you know, because I've just been hearing a lot of different things going on. And uh, if you want to follow me, you want to get in contact with me, you can follow me on all social media handles. You can follow me on Instagram at uh, mbills314, Twitter mbills314, Snapchat mbills314. I'm on everything under the same handle, mbills314. If you want to email me uh, comments, questions, or even just an encouragement letter, please, you can send it to mbills314 at yahoo.com. Remember the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, the latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. I love you. God bless. Until next time.